And you're back with Encounter with God here on Faith FM. We're about to have another clue for the quiz, but before we do, Mon. Hmm. Um, in that last interview, yeah, yeah, I know. Was there, was, <laughs> was, there was there some editing yes. maybe that was supposed to supposed happen to there? have happened but didn't happen because I'm jet lagged and I forgot to tell the producer that she needed to edit that show. <laughs> 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 we told you to keep listening because the goof ups would keep happening all morning, and I'm sure that's not the last. Rolling. I'm sure there are more to come. Oh yeah, for so sure. So entertaining when we are um, <laughs> kind out of, of it. Out of it. <laughs> oh, it's a dangerous time to be. On radio to be alive and on radio, but yeah, let me hit you with the third clue for our Who Am I quiz. Clue uh, number three: I ordered that Paul be struck on the mouth. Ooh. What kind of weirdness is that? Oh yes, and Lyle has it correct. Yeah, well, Lyle was, is writing. It I was, down. I, no, I was right the very first time. You were not. I was too. You were. I not. was absolutely. You were not. If you I were right the first correct. time, why did you write down the second name incorrect as well? Okay. Uh huh. All right. Uh huh. Okay. There the is a time, reason for this. A, the answer is a name. So Lyle writes yes. down the position this person holds as opposed to the name, and I'm like, well, that's not and right. The reason I write down the, the position person. is because there were and two then he, yeah, exactly, and you guessed, held the same position, and you guessed the wrong person after that, which means your first guess was incorrect. So, your, so this was the father and son dynasty incorrect. that we're talking about, and you need to know whether it was the father or the son. Uh, but and you've only just they both it out. held the same title, but you've only just at figured the same it out. Time. I'm not letting you get away with this, Lyle. You've only just figured it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call if you know the answer. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. Or you can text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Lyle has figured out. And to be honest, I wouldn't have figured it out at any point yet because it is actually quite hard, isn't it? Yeah, this one is definitely yeah. more obscure. Not uh, completely obscure, but. I think the thing that makes it confusing is that there were two people that held the same position um, at the same time. Actually, that makes father, it quite easy. It's like 50% chance. Yeah, but they were father and son. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, which one is actually the one that's in power? The one who holds the official title or the one who is the power behind the power and who was the previous holder of that title. But this is a position that uh, back in the day used to cost a lot of money. If you wanted to gain that position, it would cost you a lot of money and usually a lot of murder and mayhem to get there as well. Oh, one of those positions. One of those mm-hmm. kinds of positions. Mm-hmm. Kind of scary. Um, it was one of the most powerful positions, if not the most powerful position in the country at that time. I won't say which country. And it was definitely one that controlled the economy of the country. In fact, it controlled the second biggest economy in the world at that time, the first biggest being Rome. So it controlled an economy that was almost as big as uh, Rome. Can we give them another clue by telling them which one it's not? No. Why not? No. It's not Caiaphas. Oh, man! <laughs> it's the other one. <laughs> if you know the answer, that give makes us a call. it so easy. Give us a call, 1 800 Faith FM. <laughs> Unbelievable. Here I am being so careful not even to mention a country, and mine just comes out with a name. <laughs> it's a hard one. We need to help out the people. I've helped you, them you out. You become soft while you've been in Africa. <laughs> Africa has made you Trust soft. Trust me, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I think I've gotten um, soft with my jet lag. Like I know how much help I need right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Revelation um, chapter. Revelation chapter. Uh, we're up to my Bible. 17. 17. That's right. I thought we were going to 18, but we're not. We're going to Revelation chapter 17. 
I don't know why I thought we were going to chapter 18. I told um, I told Jill we were going to chapter 18. What What is wrong with me this it's morning? It's because you have jet lag, dude. Because um, 18 obviously comes after 16, right? Look, look <laughs> I get your reference. Just because I forgot the month of March existed I and forgot, happened. I forgot chapter 17 existed in the book of Revelation. <laughs> I really intrigued to see which one of us kicks his jet lag first. <laughs> I, I think it's me because I'm going to go to the gym. I did discover Revelation 17 just now when I opened my Bible. Just now, the first time ever, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it I've incredible? Oh, there's a chapter between those two chapters. <laughs> How did that get there? Where did that come from? So it's about a great prostitute. It's very interesting. It is. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. And I thought we were going to be reading about uh, you know the, the fall the, of Babylon, fall of Babylon, the uh, latter rain, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. Not to be. Not, not to today. be. Not, not today. today. Uh, but Revelation chapter 17 is a super interesting chapter, super heavy chapter, uh, somewhat controversial, but not, not, um, it's not controversial from the perspective that people are going to get upset if you take a different position, uh, for the most part. They're not going to slap you with an R rating and then not advertise your. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I still can't get over that abortion movie. Oh, man. It's just it is, nonsense. It is just absolutely full on. Uh, the only network that would advertise it was, um, was Fox. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. Good y- for them. Y- 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 and, 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 and throwing an R rating onto it. I mean, seriously, that shows you just how political the rating yeah, system is. Absolutely. You, know, you, watch, you watch movies that have um, different ratings, and you're like, how on earth did it get that rating? Mm. Yeah. And now, and now they they have mm-hmm. shown their hand in the most amazing way possible. They really have. They've exposed themselves. Yeah. Because I, I, for those of you don't know what I'm talking about, Lyle shared uh, this morning. Uh, there's a movie called Unplanned coming out, and it's about abortion, and uh, and it is a pro life film, and it's just been absolutely hammered and um a lot of a lot of big players are playing unfair and they're trying to quash it they're trying to quell it trying to prevent people from watching it so they're doing all kinds of wacky things like giving it extremely harsh ratings and uh, twitter the, the twitter absolutely disgusted me absolutely disgusted me Lyle told me in the ad break that twitter prevented people from following uh, this movie's account, this movie's a promotional account, and uh, and people couldn't even follow the the hashtag unplanned or even look at anything attached. Which it is just it wasn't just it wasn't just um, that's that's wrong. It was fully Twitter should be fined for that. It was fully suspended. Twitter should absolutely be fined for that. They they have no place um, enacting censorship like that, especially when people want to look at it. And it's oh, it just dis- I guess the account was and completely frozen for a few hours on Saturday. Um, and uh, it, it, it just vanished um, completely off and the, the, the screens, you know. And do you know, what's, is, do you know what is mind-boggling? I do think that there are and, and some... And then Twitter came back and said, oh, we did it by mistake. Oh, they didn't you know, do this it. Is, this is as the movie It was a mistake, released. but it wasn't by mistake. This is as it's being released. It, it, I definitely think there's some things that people should... that shouldn't exist on social media. Because, like, you know, for example, Instagram blocked... Anything to do with, um, uh, like people, because there's some, there's some Instagram accounts where people are actively advertising and promoting anorexia and, uh, and bulimia and eating disorders as good things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so Twitter, uh, Instagram shut all that down. You can't have an account. You can't follow those hashtags, nothing, which is good. It boggles my mind that Twitter is blocking people from following something that is promoting life, that something that is against 
murder. You would think that they would block murder and murderous intent and, and anything to do with like the promotion of murder. You'd think that they would block that as opposed to they're blocking life. It just, it just boggles my mind. Like, how do they get there? How? <laughs> sorry, I'm ranting. That is the that is the world in which we live. It's oh, please, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Anyway, I watched the trailer in the ad break as well, and it's just definitely not R-rated material. It's it's mostly like it looks more like a drama. Yeah, it, it, it's it, a true it, to yeah. life story. True, 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 yeah. true, it's actually a true story. Yeah, yeah, and I'm 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 gonna be talking about this every day so that people can find out about it and go watch it and promote yeah, it. Yeah, we need to find out. We get a copy of this thing. Yeah, we just it up on our Facebook and stuff and. Go to YouTube right now and just look up Unplanned Trailer and you can watch the trailer for it. It actually looks incredibly good. Okay, so while you're having this rant, and I know we're supposed to be having a Bible study, but while you're having this rant, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. are planning to ban um, the promotion of anti-vax campaigns. Really? Mm, what's your thoughts on that? No, I think if they're going to... Um, censorship is a funny See, thing. See, I'm, I'm a pro-vaxxer. Yeah. So I'm pro-vaccine all the way, Yeah, but... I am against um, censorship yeah. and um, freedom of speech. Same. That's what I, that's what I was you start, about to say. You, you, where, where do you stop with this? Yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. That's, I was just about to say that. And, and the whole thing is becoming completely political. Yeah, yeah. If, if, we, can, if we can campaign two sides of and, anything. And it just makes it much look more like a conspiracy than what it already looks like. That's true, doesn't it? Yeah. It's so true. Yeah, they need, they need to let just, people just, just campaign the their anti-vax stuff. Irrespective of how much they might disagree with, they have to let people campaign. If it. you're going to argue a point, argue it from good, solid research. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And because that's the way that God treats us, He lets us argue it from both sides. Yeah. He lets us choose either which way, yeah. and so He doesn't stop us. He doesn't prevent us because you know that would make Him look dodge. So, yeah, we definitely let both sides have their say. We and Tears. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so let's get on to our Bible study on Revelation chapter 17 and yes. verse 1. One of the seven angels who had poured out the seven bowls came over and spoke to me. Come with me, he said, and I will show you the judgment that is going to come on the great prostitute who rules over many waters. Thank you. We are going to get another view of the Antichrist right here. So we've had a number of different views of the Antichrist up until this particular point. And this one is going to be one that we have uh, not had up and uh, had before. This is a much later in history view of the Antichrist than what you'll get, say, in Revelation chapter 13 or even in Revelation chapter 12. But you're going to find a lot of similarities that come through. Uh, the Bible speaks initially here in verse 1 about the judgment of the great prostitute who sits on many waters. Now, let's talk about this prostitute for a moment. Uh, what does a woman symbolize in Bible prophecy? A church. And a prostitute symbolizes what kind of woman? Uh, a, a church. Apostate church. Yeah, a church that has um, sold itself out, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A church that is um, teaching immorality. And if you continue on from there, um, she sits on many waters. Verse 15, what do those waters symbolize? Uh, uh, nations. People's. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So verse 15 it says, uh, The waters which you saw where the horse sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. Mm-hmm. So we've got a pretty pretty uh, clear and straightforward um, explanation right there. Yep. Okay, it continues on in verse 2 and talks about this particular church. And what does it say that this church does in verse 2? The kings of the world have committed adultery with her, and the people who belong to this world have been made drunk by the wine of her immorality. Okay, so what have the political leaders of the world been doing with this uh, woman? 
So committing adultery with her. All right, and what would that be in a what 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 in a symbolic sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because the woman represents the church and the leaders of the world are committing adultery. So basically, the church and the state are in bed together doing bad things. Exactly, yeah, yeah. that is exactly yeah. what it's talking about. Um, adultery is an illicit relationship, and she's having illicit relationships with. And as a church, she shouldn't be having anything to do, do with, with, yeah, that's right. But with the political leaders of the world, yeah, yeah. So this is a church that is highly political, highly influential. That um, you would expect to, you know, be sending ambassadors and receiving ambassadors, um, all of that kind of thing. Something that uh, a, a church that is completely in bed with the politics of the world, a church that is not just a church but is also a state because you can only do that if you're a state as well. That's right, yeah. Okay, the Bible goes on and it says that uh, what has she been giving everybody to drink? Uh, <clears throat> uh, the wine of her immorality. The wine of her it's immorality. So this is an interesting thought right here. What we have to find out is what is uh, the wine of her immorality? What does alcohol symbolize in the Bible? Alcohol, isn't that like sin? Yeah, but it's more than that. Sin is very broad. Mm. Let's let's we're gonna look at two verses. The first verse is going to make it specific. What it specifically talks about. The second verse we look at is going to make it really, really extra specific. Okay. So let's go to uh Isaiah chapter twenty nine. Isaiah twenty nine. Yep. Stand up if you found it, like we're doing Africa. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so everyone knows there. if you haven't found it because you're still sitting they down. They didn't do that in Ethiopia. Isn't that good? Yes. Well, maybe because you were leading out. Yeah. Uh, the Ethiopian audience was very quiet. Does Yeah, they were actually. In Kenya, like the, the preacher will say, we're turning to this, this verse. Stand up when you find it. And so everyone stands up when they find it. And so you really, really you know <laughs> stand out there. if you're not standing up. <laughs> All right, why don't you read for us uh, 29 and verse 9. Lyle is yawning through his radio this morning. You shouldn't do that. It's going to make me yawn. Man, because it's, it's like, what is it? It's like 1 like a.m. now or something in our brains. Yes. <laughs> so 29 verse 9 says, Are you amazed and incredulous? Don't you believe it? Then go ahead and be blind. You are stupid, but not from wine. You stagger, but not from liquor. Okay, so this is people that are drunk, mm-hmm. very clearly. They're, they're staggering and they're stupefied and so forth, but they haven't actually been imbibing alcohol. Huh. So what we've got to find out is are what jet is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I can, we can relate this morning. Yeah, yeah, we can relate. Yeah. Um, so what we've got to figure out is, in context, what is it that has actually been making these people intoxicated? Okay. And verse 13 has the answer for you. Verse 13 says, And so the Lord says, These people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. Okay, wow. mine, mine puts it as uh, their fear towards me or their worship towards me is taught by the teachings of men. Yeah, okay. so man-made religion. Wow. So alcohol represents man-made religion. Absolutely. So, so in other words, not the religion of the Bible, mm-hmm. but religion that people just make up themselves. So fake religion. Yeah, false yeah, doctrine, yeah, false yeah. teachings. So basically you start with the Bible. And it's like, oh, we're going to be Christians. You call yourself a Christian. And it's like you go ahead and make up any religion you want. 
Wow, okay. That's pretty much most of religions whereas, of the planet. But Whereas yeah. God says, no, you need to follow what the Bible says. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's, let's go. If you're going to be a Christian, then the only consistent thing to do is to actually, you know, follow what the Bible says. Isn't that funny how it's really so simple? You just follow what the Bible says. And yet we have so many religions and so many variants. It's just, it's mind boggling to think. Yeah. One book. A squazillion belief systems. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's now look at how Jesus. So that makes it that makes it kind of specific. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now we know that alcohol symbolizes symbolizing symbolizes uh, the teachings. You'll get there. Yeah, yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. Hang in there. Hang in there. Don't don't uh, don't abandon me yet. Um, it symbolizes the teachings of men replacing the uh, teachings of God. Gotcha. Okay. Now we go over to Matthew chapter something or other, 15. <laughs> so specific you are this morning, Lyle. That's right. Matthew chapter 15. And we're going to read the first three verses. Some, Matthew chapter 15, first three verses. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. Jesus replied, and why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandment of God? Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty full on. Mm-hmm. So they had this thing where you would take uh, half an eggshell of water. Pour it onto the wrist of your left hand, it would run down across the palm of your hand, through the fingers, onto the wrist of your right hand, and then down across the palm of your right hand, through your fingers, and out onto the ground. And this was, and then you would be ceremonially clean enough to eat. So it had nothing to do with hygiene. Yeah, not even remotely clean yeah, enough to eat no. in terms of germs. Yeah. So but we've, sure. we've talked a little bit about this before, but we're going to look at it in more detail right now. And so... Um, it had nothing to do with hygiene and Jesus and his disciples didn't do it because it was a tradition of the elders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with the Bible. There's nothing in the Bible that says that you should do this. And so, you know, Jesus being a very practical person is like, well, it's not in the Bible and why would anybody do it? Yeah. It's just a silly thing to do. Oh, by the water. way, by the way, yeah. if you were in a location where no water was available, you were still allowed to eat provided you pretended. Oh, that's just so so you, you'll pretend half an egg cup, half an eggshell of water and pour it on your hand and you know, pretend. Oh, it's you know. so stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we look back at these kind of things today and we say that, ah, oh, that's just really ridiculous and stupid. But, mm-hmm. you know, people at the time, they, they, they took it very seriously and they thought they were honouring God by doing this kind of thing. And there's a lot of that going on today. And this is where we really need it's to get true, back to the Bible. Isn't it? It's true. You know, we're we need pouring to, eggshells of water on the uh-huh, back of our hand. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to what the Bible teaches. Amen. Let's do what the Bible teaches because when you know what the Bible teaches, you know what the truth is. It is as simple as that. Amen. Okay. So Jesus challenges them and he says, okay, why? Because he's like, why do you do away with the commandments of God by your tradition? So they're, they're like, you know, why do you do away with the tradition of the elders? And Jesus says, your tradition does away with the commandments of God. So which is more important here, the tradition of the elders or the commandments of God? The commandments of God. Absolutely. Every single time. Because that is in the it's Bible. It's an argument. That, that is in the Bible, and that is the constitution of the government of God, the eternal constitution of God's government. Um, not only is it in the Bible, but it has been in existence for eternity because the commandments of God are all about love. Amen. But they'd found a loophole. And their loophole was to give them financial advantage. Ugh. 
Surprise, it just blows my mind that you'd even go looking for a loophole. In God's Ten Commandments. That's, I mean, that should really explain to you, exemplify to you your character and where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to look at this loophole in just a moment. But before we do, we're going to listen to Sierra Hull. She is going to bring us Trust and Obey. Sarah Hull with Trust and Obey here on Faith FM, and we are talking about um, Matthew chapter 15 and what alcohol symbolizes. We have talked about this before, but we're going to cover it again because uh, yeah, important. It's, it's important. Very important. That's right. Before we go back into that and the loophole in the Ten Commandments, let me give you the fourth clue for uh, our Who Am I quiz. This person was a high priest. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only two high priests it could have been, and it wasn't the one I just gave away before. <laughs> yeah. So give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, if you know the answer. Did you did you give away the uh, the very last clue of the quiz when you gave it away before? Does the very last no. clue have to, anything to say with uh, no, the No, that's the why I gave it away. Clue? Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. You know the answer. You know the number. 1-800-324-843 is the number, or text us on 0491-064-669. And you will have a prize coming your way. 
Yeah, well, which I keep forgetting to pull out of the box, but there will be a prize. That's because uh, in the song break, Mon was dozing yeah, yeah. rather than pulling a prize box out of the box. <laughs> uh, no, she Don't tell actually. them, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> we should not bit those kind of things on Good air. Good thing I don't snore. Do you snore? I have snored once or twice in my life when I've been super exhausted. Oh, okay. But no, I don't. Yeah, cool. Neither do I. Neither do I. I'm, I'm hopefully neither of us will snore on air <laughs> mid-radio show. <laughs> that would be the pits. But yeah. Just, uh, my words as I actually go to sleep I'm mid-sentence. I was doing that yesterday when on, on a phone call and I'm sure the person on the other end of the phone was like, why do I have such a dodgy line? He didn't have a dodgy line. It's a perfect line. <laughs> a dodgy talker. Yeah. For those of you who aren't aware, Lyle and I have just gotten back from Africa. Worst jet lag ever. Yeah, Worst jet hectic. lag ever. Pretty hectic. Killing us. Anyway, let's continue on here. Why don't uh, you read for us verse 4, 5, and 6, please, and we'll read about this loophole. Uh, in Matthew 15. Matthew 15? Okay, sure. 4, 5, and 6 says, For instance, God says, Honor your mother and father, and anyone who speaks disrespect for your father and mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, they say they don't need to honor their parents. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. Yes. That's that's rough. a different category yeah. altogether. Mm-hmm. So here's what you've got. You have a situation where... Uh, and, and, and let's, let's just, just explain how this, how this system worked. Um, the um, basically aged care... Yeah. In those days was the responsibility of the children. Yeah. And so your responsibility was to look after your parents in their old age. Mm -hmm. That would um, absorb a lot of your resources. Mm -hmm. If you did not want to have those resources used in that way and you wanted to keep those for yourself, what you would do is you would pronounce Corbin over those resources. Corbin? Corbin. You pronounce Corbin over it. And once you pronounce Corbin over it, those uh, resources no longer belong to you. They belong to the temple. So, but, but what's the difference then if you give it to your parents or if you give it to your, the temple? Well, it, it, uh, very good question. So, if you give it to the temple, you look really pious. But wouldn't you look pious if you give it to your parents? Ah, but you look more pious if you give it to the temple because you're like, oh, this doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the temple. I've, I've donated this to the temple. That's... Sh- okay, but, but here's how Corbin worked. Mm-hmm. You could give it to the temple, but it didn't actually go to the temple until after you died. Oh, well, there's the difference, isn't it? There's the <laughs> real difference. That's a big difference right there. Yeah, yeah. So, it's basically a way of saying, hey, mom, dad, I'd love to help you out in your old age, but unfortunately, I don't have the resources to do so. And they'd say, but yeah, actually, you do. Like, well, <laughs> all of this here is Corbin. It uh, belongs to the temple. It's not mine. That's dodgy. But you can still use it until the day you die. Isn't that callous? So, they created this loophole yeah. to get Break around the, the uh, Fifth Commandment. Shameful. Uh, anyway, anyway. Um, notice what Jesus says in verse 7 and 8. He says, You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draw near, near unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, but in vain they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So Jesus takes the prophecy of Isaiah that is speaking about the commandments of men making people drunk. Mm-hmm. And he makes it more specific and he says, this is actually commandments of men 
that are doing away with one or more of the commandments of God that is making people drunk. And so when you go to Revelation chapter 17, and the great harlot has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, uh, basically what that is talking about is she has created commandments of men that do away with one or more of the Ten Commandments. Gotcha. So undermining God's holy law. Undermining God's law. Breaking them, creating The Bible the says that the yeah. law in Romans chapter 7 and verse 12 is holy, just, and good. In Romans chapter 3, um, the last verse, I'm forgetting what verse that is right now, but the last verse of Romans chapter 3, the Bible says, do we do away with the law of God? God forbid we establish the law. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans 7 verse 7, you know, we would not know what sin was unless there was a law. Uh, Romans 5, the Bible says that, you know, where there is no law, there is no sin. And because there is sin, then clearly there is a law. Uh, Romans chapter 13, the Bible says that, you know, um, love is the fulfilling of the law because the law is all about love. You know, love to God, love to each other. That's your first four and your last six, ten commandments. And so the law is something that is spoken of more in the New Testament than it is in the Old on a per capita basis. And it is upheld in the New Testament in the strongest, clearest possible language. But it is something that Satan hates and he is always trying to create um, loopholes for people to get around following that law. And by doing so, he can destroy people's lives. That's what Satan is all about. He wants to destroy you and he wants to destroy your life. Which is his usual MO, to be honest. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so chapter 17. Yes. Chapter 17. And verse three, we're up to. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm lost here. I'm in Matthew. You're in the still. book of Acts. Yeah, okay. No, that was that was that was Matthew. <laughs> now you're 17. in Ephesians. Now you're in Second Timothy. You'll get there. I'll get there. Just, just <laughs> bear with me. Bear with me while the brain catches up. Revelation chapter 17, let's read verse 3. So the angel took me in the spirit into the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and ten horns, and blasphemies against God were written all over it. Okay, so here we have the same beast. This beast is found in Revelation chapter 12, seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. It is found in Revelation chapter 13, seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his horns. It is found in Revelation chapter 17, seven heads and ten horns and no crowns. But blasphemies. But blasphemies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Blasphemies are in all of them. Written all over it. Yes. What does a beast symbolize in Bible prophecy? A nation. A nation. What does a woman symbolize? A church. Okay, so you've got a woman riding a beast. Which one is in control? The woman, the church. Because when a woman, when, when a person, when a human rides an animal, it's the human that is in control. That's right. So you've got a union of church and state, but the church is actually the one that is in control. Yeah, just like a horse is way more powerful than a human will ever be, but the human has control over the horse. That's right. Yeah. So that's what, we're, that's what we have depicted one's here. One's got the muscle, one's uh, going back to Revelation chapter 13, we've got a very de- clear depiction that what we're dealing with is the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know nobody really disputes that the Vatican is a union of church and state. It's the only real one that exists in our world today and that the church controls the state. Very scarily. Yeah. Okay, so that's, 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 that's uh, the situation we have here. Uh, the Bible goes on in uh, verse 4 and it says, The woman is clothed in purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. 
um, and she had a golden cup full of wine. And we're going to find more mm. out about this golden cup when we come back to continue this study tomorrow and why the woman is wearing the colours that she is wearing. These, of course, are of tremendous significance and why she's decked out in the way that she is. Anyway, this is Melissa Otto with Don't Give Up.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. What comes to mind when you think of studying nursing? Practical experience? A rewarding career? Great employment prospects? When you think of nursing, think of Avondale College of Higher Education. 92.7% of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree, with credible experience and with friends for life. To apply now, visit avondale.edu.au. It's higher education, designed for life. Hi, I'm Delaine. Hi, I'm Sunny. Hi, I'm Dragon. Hi, I'm Nigel. And we'd like to invite you to our church, the, the Southern Illawarra Seventh-day Adventist Church. We meet every Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. to study the Bible, followed by our main service at 11.30 a.m. You can find us at 107 to 109 Princess Highway, Dapto. We are in the High Ninja Hall inside the Dapto Ribbonwood Centre. For more information, you can get in touch with us on Facebook. Just search for Southern Illawarra Seventh-day Adventist Church. Or contact us on 0402-716-762. We hope to see you soon and stay tuned to Face FM.
Welcome back, guys. That was Josh White with Enclosed by You here on Faith FM. And we have come to Question of the Daytime, which we were going to do yesterday, and we never did because Mon came bursting into the studio yes, and distracted, distracted us all. Mine bad. Mine bad indeed. Um, Lyle, so yes. the funny thing is, even though it's time for Question of the Day, yes. I have no idea what the question is. Okay, so Question of the Day has come from Yoni John who writes to us from Ethiopia. So we picked Yay! up our whole bunch of listeners over there in Ethiopia while we were there. G'day, Ethiopia! Salamuz! Hopefully they are... Uh, did you just say, hello, bananas? <laughs> no, I said, hello, banana. <laughs> Why did you say that? So so I, I, I shared my preaching site with Vani, who has a gift, has an absolute talent for learning languages. So like by the end of the two weeks, she was basically speaking fluent Amharic. And the only two words that I knew was salam, which is hello, and muz, which is banana. So I just, salam muz. But the thing was, out of all of Vani's Amharic eloquence, my salam muz was the phrase that caught on. So everyone was like yelling salam muz by the time I left. <laughs> <laughs> so hello, banana. You guys were nuts. I taught mine, my, my group all Australian, so they'd greet me like mate every day. Busy <laughs> Some of them came up, to my t- to my to my site were like mate, and I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, just awesome. Um, yes. Okay, so if you go to Ethiopia and you, and you have someone walk up and say mate. Because Lyle was there. Say hello to them for me. So what's the question that's come out of Ethiopia? Okay, so the question that's come out of Ethiopia is this. In Revelation chapter 16, verse 16, there is one word that's Armageddon. What is the Armageddon War? I need a brief explanation about Armageddon War. Is that a real war? This is a really good question. Very good question. So it comes from uh, verse 16. He He gathered them together in a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. The context of this question is something that we looked at yesterday where you have the three unclean spirits like frogs that come out of the mouth of the dragon, the beast and the false prophets. They come from the realm of religion. They go out to the political leaders of the world, the kings of the earth, to gather them together. So this is a global gathering together against God at the end of time, uh, just before Jesus comes back. And the Bible then goes on to describe it as the Battle of Armageddon. Now, of course, there are those who have gone on to claim that this is a battle that will take place in the Middle East in the Valley of Megiddo. I was there a few years ago, and um, I don't know whether anybody's ever noticed or not, but for the last hundred years, battles have not taken place in anywhere so small. So this is a valley that is infinitely smaller than the Hunter Valley where we are located. You can't have a modern battle in a, in a region like that, Mm-mm. particularly a battle that involves gathering the whole world together. You're not going to have World War Three in one very small valley. No. That's ridiculous. That's the first point. The second point that makes this ridiculous is that the Bible says nothing about a battle in the Valley of Megiddo. Nothing at all. In fact, it says the exact opposite. It says the battle of Armageddon, and the word ha, which is the prefix to Megiddo, is the word for mountain, and mountain is the opposite of valley. So the Bible is going as far as it can to say this is actually you know, the complete opposite of what you might be thinking. Yeah, it's funny how people 
just always get things yeah. backwards. So the mountain yeah. of Megiddo, the word Megiddo means slaughter. So mountain of slaughter is the actual meaning of the word right here. And so it's described over in Revelation chapter 19. I'll read it for you here. The Bible says in verse 19, I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. This is your battle of Armageddon right here. It is a global gathering together against God at the very end of time for the purpose of wiping out God's people and uh, any kind of knowledge of God from the earth just before Jesus comes back. That's a very short summary of what we are dealing with here. This is a cosmic battle um, because it is people on earth who are actually trying to attack Jesus Christ by attacking the followers of Jesus Christ. And, of course, this is a battle that ultimately God wins. You come down to the uh, end of Revelation chapter 20 and you find that God wins in the end Uh, The wicked are destroyed and a new earth is created. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about the Battle of Armageddon. The Bible does describe it as a mountain of slaughter because the Bible says that there's going to be, you know, a lot of people who die in this particular battle. The majority of people who are on this world uh, have not given their lives to Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. If you have a question, shoot them through. Lyle loves answering your questions today. Our number, of course, is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843 or contact us through any of our socials.
Welcome back, guys. That was Chelsea Moon with When I Survey the Wondrous Cross here on Faith FM. We have come to the end of the show, and that means that it is kind of good and kind of bad. It's good for us because we're getting worse with our jet lag. <laughs> yeah, it's probably things a good thing are, that the show is ending. We can't make any more poorly. silly mistakes on air. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also come to a time where we give something away, which I'm super excited about because I love giving stuff away, and it's been a while. Um, do, you know, do you know your jet lag makes you mumble more than usual? Do you know your jet lag makes you do your spoonerism more than usual? (laughs) (laughs) How many have I done today? (laughs) I've lost count. I can't count with this jet lag. Anyway, today we're giving away a really great book. It's called God's Holy Word, uh, which is really great because we've been talking about, you know, we touched on this morning, um, how there's one Bible, yet so many religions, and how it can be so clear, and yet people try and find loopholes. And you know, um, Lyle, you mentioned before, it, it, the commandments that the Bible is so clear about certain things, and people will still get it mixed up and back to front. So this is a great book for that. It's yes, a champion I'm glad I'm not for the truth. The only person who gets things up mixed mixed up and back to front. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so researchers say at least ten thousand different religions exist around the world, um, and just one of those, Christianity, is divided further into thirty four diff- thirty four thousand different denominations. Talk about hodgepodge. Talk about confusion. But the Bible speaks of only one true God and one church. Um, and this book is going to go through all of that, all the history, and uh, and talk about the one true church, the one true Bible. Uh, God's holy word, is it still worth dying for? It's written by E.G. White, and you can get a free copy now. Just be the first person to call through and contact us, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or text 0491-064-669-1-800-324-843. We'll be back tomorrow with a new program. Um, and of course, stay tuned because later in the week we will be giving away some special prizes that I brought home from Kenya.